Hey everybody, it's Chris again with Connect Stephenville, and I'm here today with Kelly Goen from Going to Be Healthy, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about her business and learn a little bit about her, why she does what she does, and then we'll also talk a little bit about you know navigating small business in this current environment, especially specific to her situation personally. How are you, Kelly? Doing good. So why don't you tell me just a little bit about what you do for those who, who are not familiar with your business? Yes. So um, here at Going to Be Healthy, we kind of, it all started because people um, had kind of asked me to open a business on what I do with my daughter. Um, my daughter, Abby, has a life-threatening condition known as holoprosencephaly, and um, she's immunocompromised. And so... After several people would ask um, what I did for her um, to kind of get her to the state that she is and extend her life, um, I decided to open this. We have keto-friendly meals, uh, low-carb freezer meals. We do two hot meals a day. Um, we do your protein meal replacement shakes. Uh, we do gluten-free, sugar-free desserts. Um, we also do sugar-free uh, keto-friendly teas, uh, fresh-squeezed lemonades, uh, flavored waters. We have a retail area that has everything from um, natural goat's milk soaps uh, to goat's milk laundry detergent. We have uh, immune boosters. We have um, your pre-workouts. Um, we have your BCAs. We have um, just all kinds of different things. We even have your keto snacks. Um, we, I'm trying to think of all the different things that are back there. Um, we have just a wide variety of things that um, I found through the years that help Abby. Um, and then also as we open in March three years ago, uh, I've also listened to some of my customers and some of the things that they've requested us bring in. Um, and then we brought those in. And then also right now while we're going through the uh, pandemic that we're going through, uh, you can also find your produce and stuff um, here through the week. Cool. So is that like farm fresh type produce or where, or where are you getting your produce? Like, um, tell me about that. So we're getting our produce from uh, one of our suppliers okay. um, up in Fort Worth. Okay. And they bring it down um, on Tuesdays usually of the week. Uh, sometimes it's Wednesday just depending on their schedule. Uh, we can also find uh, specific things that the customers are wanting if they're just having a hard time. Uh, finding it we've been bringing in everything from toilet paper to we had a request for butter um oh. this week because people are having a hard time finding butter yes um so we brought that in and then we just got a request for uh, dairy-free cream cheese uh, okay. which we'll be bringing in next week and uh, to accommodate some of those uh, so if there's something you're having trouble finding uh, let me know and i can look and see if we can get it in Cool. Yeah, and we'll, we'll finish this with some contact information. But So you, you mentioned your daughter a little bit. Tell me, um, tell me a little bit about, about you prior to opening the store um, and, and a little bit more maybe about your daughter, you know, and, and how you came to learn about these things, what it did for her. And, uh, and so, so bring us up to, to now with however much you want to tell us. So, um, I grew up in Haiku, um, lived there all my life. My dad owns an automotive shop there. Um, so, Steamville Haiku, it's home to me. Yeah. Um, I married 
my high school sweetheart, uh, Josh Ardall. Um, right out of high school, we got married. And we were married just shy of 15 years uh, when he passed away. Um, and I had worked with his family in their business. Um, and after that, I kind of took a break. I didn't really know what I wanted to do after he passed. And um, we also had a daughter that, uh, Abby, she was one of three that we had together. And when she was born, we knew something wasn't quite right. Um, about 18 hours after she was born, she started having trouble breathing. Um, Dr. Donahue um, said, you know, that he couldn't quite pinpoint what it was, but there was something there. And we took her to Cook's to see an ENT to try and figure out what was wrong with her breathing. And they kept telling us there wasn't anything wrong. Um, when she was awake, she was fine. Uh, but the minute she would go to sleep or she would try and eat, she would like completely quit breathing. So me and my mom and Josh literally took shifts and stayed up with her for 24 hours straight, uh, making sure that she wasn't ever alone. And then when she was two months old, she completely quit breathing on us. Um, and she actually um, had died and they had to bring her back. And it was during that time that they found out that her nasal passage was like a, um, an hourglass is what they called it. And so she couldn't get airflow through. And they went in and put stents in her nose. Okay. And that worked. We had to literally suction her nose out for six months. Um, like every hour, you had to stick a straw down her nose and just suck everything out. And if you didn't, she could die. She had to wear uh, a monitor around her all the time. Um, and she still kept having issues. We found out she didn't have tear ducts. Uh, so they had to create tear ducts. Um, they had to go in and put a G button in because she kept dehydrating on us and we couldn't figure out exactly why. Uh, but she had trouble eating, so they thought that might have been part of what it was. She had a cleft of the hard palate. Uh, it didn't come down into the soft, it was only the hard. So we decided not to do surgery on that unless it affected her later in life. Um, she's, had, she's had 17 surgeries to date. Uh, but through everything, it wasn't until she was 18, 19 months old, and I'll never forget the day she had went into a coma on us. Um, we didn't know what was wrong. We didn't know why. She wouldn't wake up, um, so they sent her down for a MRI, and I was, Josh had stepped out to go get um, us lunch, and she was back in the room, and I'll never forget, they came and they handed me the piece of paper and it said the diagnosis and the doctor wasn't there so i started looking up the diagnosis and stuff on the um on my phone and i was bawling when dr hadid the pulmonologist came in and uh he didn't know the diagnosis yet either um and he asked me what i was doing and i told him and told him what the diagnosis was and he told me to get off the internet <laughs> and said uh that could be like your worst enemy yeah and to wait until somebody came by and so later when we were all in the room um the doctor kind of came in and he said you know uh we need to go look at the mri that we had done and i need to show you um kind of what's on there and he said but he said i hate to be this way but i'm basically here to take your hope away um whatever dreams you had for her, she's not gonna be able to accomplish them 
and um, I just need to be realistic. Her, she probably won't live past her toddler years. Um, just, it was a very uh, bleak outlook. Yeah. Um, and so we went and looked at the scan, and you could see her frontal lobe. She only has one lobe in her brain. It never split into the two. And so, you know, he was telling us we don't know what's going to be affected. At that point, she wasn't walking or talking. Um, and he said she probably never would. She'd be more like a vegetable. Um, and then he came back in the room, and we had talked a little bit, and I told him that he wasn't God, and he didn't know the plans that she had for, or that he had for her life and that we had prayed for her. So I would just go home, and we were going to get her in every therapy we could get her in and different things, and we would go from there and see uh, what happened. And with that, he said, um, go prove me wrong. And so wow. that's kind of been my goal and my outlook through the years mm -hmm. is every appointment I try to prove the doctors wrong on something. So how um, old is she now? She just turned 12 this year. Wow. Um, so she has way outlived their life expectancy for her. Um, but it, it's kind of been a game uh, through the years in proving them wrong. And we started with... Uh, getting her to walk and talk. And so we did the therapy. Uh, Mark Blackburn, um, yep. he worked with her. And it was kind of cool to see the process through working with him and to the point where we finally got, um, she was like six or seven, and he finally looked at me and said, we don't have to do any more physical therapy for a while. Um, when she wasn't talking, we got speech therapy, but not only that, we got every baby signing time video there was. And I thought, okay, if she can't talk, we'll teach her sign language. And one of our friends got us a communication device that we would teach her how to use. And she knows 150 signs. Okay. Um, but she also uh, was able to start communicating and talking. And now she doesn't stop. Really? <laughs> so awesome. she, uh, she talks all the time. Uh, she is delayed. Uh, mentally, she's not on her grade level, mm -hmm. uh, but she can walk, she can talk, she can communicate. She has one of the best memories as far as like mem remembering people. Yeah. Uh, she doesn't meet anybody that she doesn't uh, remember. A lot of our customers that come in here, they all know uh, Abby. She's mm -hmm. our storyteller. Yeah. You never know what's going to come out of her mouth. Yeah. Uh, and. A lot of times you'll, she'll say something that's completely off the wall and you'll be like, Abby, are you telling stories? And she'll be, yeah. <laughs> uh, but everybody enjoys getting to uh, meet her when they come up here. And um, it's just, it's pretty awesome getting to see where she's come from and where she is today. Yeah. Um, but I know through this process, she... Um, when she was a baby, we had to put her on levothyroxin. Uh, she didn't produce thyroid. Um, she was on cortisol. Um, they thought at one point she would have to be on growth hormone, but we never had to do that one. Um, she had seizures, so she was on Keppra um, for her seizures. Um, she's always been on Prevacid for acid reflux. Um, she's been on Miralax. She's been on Adderall. She's been... She has to take DDAVP, which is a shot to make her kidneys work uh, twice a day because she doesn't produce vasopressin, the mm -hmm. hormone that makes them work. Uh, the list of medicines, I could just go on and on of what she's had to be on 
just daily, uh-huh. uh, just so her body would function and uh, work correctly. And after I lost my husband, my goal kind of shifted to <clears throat> now that she was walking, now that she was talking, we got all that down. Um, we had some new goals, and one of them was let's find something that Abby can do um, that makes her feel apart. Okay. Um, so we started showing goats uh, because that was something she could do. Yeah. Uh, she can't play sports. I mean, she can't, she doesn't have the coordination for any of that. So right. we did the goats. And then we also, her kidneys weren't working uh, at the level that they should. And just with the Keppra and some stuff she was on, it was really hard on her system. So the, my other goal was, what can I do to get her off some of these drugs uh-huh. um, and keep her alive as long as I can? Because at this point, I lost my husband, and I cannot bear uh, the thought of losing her Yeah. Um, this soon. And so after several ICU visits and stuff, we started switching her diet. Um, she does a modified keto is what we call it. It's where she only has 30 to 50 uh, grams of carbs a day. Okay. Um, she also has to have 110 ounces of water a day. Okay. And if you can imagine for a 12-year-old, right. I mean, it's hard for me to drink 110 ounces of water sometimes. Yeah, it's about, what, 12 glasses, 12, mm-hmm. 13 glasses? We've got, it, we've got it split up to where she's got a certain time period when she drinks. And depending, because sometimes it goes up Okay. and you have to get more in. Okay. But even at school, they have to track it. And okay. she has to drink like eight to nine ounces an hour. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, during the time that she's awake and active and going. Okay. And then if it's hot outside, we've got to increase it. Or if right. she's sick, you've got to increase it. I mean, there's a lot of things. Um, so it sounds like you have, through this, um, out of necessity, learned a lot about the interplay with... Um, different hormones and chemicals within your body and natural, um, we'll call them remedies or solutions, natural medicine, plant medicine, how you can use those things to get off of some of these drugs. I don't, um, you know, you were telling me earlier a number of drugs that she was on and now you've got her down to less than half of that. Right. We went from nine to now she's down to four. four, Um, And she was even on less than that, but in May of this year, her kidney uh, had been giving us problems. But in May, her um, intestines had quit working, which we knew. Uh, it's called a motility disorder. Um, and every kid that has her condition develops it at some point. Okay. Um, so we were very lucky that she's just now starting to develop it. Um, okay. So we had to bring on another medicine at that point. Okay. Uh, but before that, she was down to two. Oh, wow. Um, so that's just been a new thing since May um, that we were we had to bring something else on. Yeah. But I'm looking at um, some different remedies to see if we can uh, do something different there um, to get her intestines working a little bit better yeah. without, the, um, without the Senna in there. Um, but some of the key things that we've learned for her, so sodium, she has diabetes insipidus, um, which when you hear that you, everybody automatically thinks diabetes melanitis, which is your sugar diabetes, but hers is, 
um, it's called a sodium. Uh, it's or it affects your sodium. So a lot of people take salt, but it's not. It's truly like a water diabetes. In the fact that um, her body, her kidneys don't know how much water to absorb and secrete on their own because okay. she doesn't produce the hormone. Okay. Okay. So that's why she has to be on a set amount of fluid uh -huh. um, a day so that her kidneys will function correctly with the shot we give her. Okay. Uh, because what the shot does is it retains the water and releases it. Okay. And so when you give her the shot, it'll make the kidneys retain the water and it concentrates. Um, without it, everything just goes straight through her and she'll never concentrate anything. So her sodiums and her toxins in her body go up. Okay. okay. And so you've got to get that balance right. But um, with that, I found um, that even though sodium's not a factor like in her diet, she can have, um, you know, foods that have sodium and it not really affect her. But if you give her too much of man-made sodium and not natural sodiums uh -huh. that can right uh, because her body can't process it the way that some of the others do so like when she needs to be hydrated it's not gatorade and powerade yeah that we give her it's we have some immune booster tablets that have your natural sodiums in it yeah and you know finding out that we have to do that to hydrate her if she gets a little behind or um just the fact like she's immunocompromised so keeping her immune system up is crucial right. um so making sure she gets those immune boosters in throughout the day um can be the difference in when she gets something ending up in icu or being able to possibly uh, ride it out in a regular room at the hospital or maybe even home so the things that you've learned with her throughout all of this that that's you said that's really what drove your decision to open the store. You had you were beginning to learn and, and give the information to other people, and they said you should do a store, right? So what what things? Uh, what are some of the things that you've learned that with her um, will also help everyone? You know, especially you know talking about man-made versus natural stuff or it could be said processed foods versus natural foods and natural um natural medicine so what are some of the things you use here that you've learned that are good for everyone right um some of the big things that we use um like i said are your immune boosters finding the immune boosters that have like your garlic your turmeric your acai mangosteen elderberry uh the so-called superfoods mm -hmm. um because of what they do for your system. Um, you can look at different things if you have iron deficiency. There's certain foods that are so concentrated in iron, mm -hmm. um, adding those into your diet because your body can just process um, your natural stuff way better than it can. Um, yeah. You don't think about it, and I guess vitamin D3 is like a prime example. Uh -huh. You can take a supplement uh, for D3, because most of us don't have enough in our system because we're not out in the sun enough or right. different things. Right, yeah. And the hospitals are seeing more and more cases where everybody's short in D3. Yes. Uh, but if you take the pill form of D3 and you don't take it with calcium, it's not going to absorb in your system right. That's 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 really cool. Because that's, that's one of the things we're doing, a, a resilience challenge with our, our group. And... Um, 
one of the things on there is to get out in the sun every single day because of how important it is for your immune system. So I think that's interesting that that, that came up. It, it's something that um, I encourage everyone to do. And then we actually put together a challenge with a company we work with. And that was one of the big things is the, the D3. So um, anyways, um, you know, I think another thing I want to sort of hit on, because you brought up the keto diet. And obviously there's been a lot of, um, it, it's kind of one of those that's become sort of a fad thing where people use it for weight loss and, and, it, and it can be effective for that. And it's, you know, there are different arguments for keto versus other diets. But one of the things I know with keto is that for some medical conditions, like with what you're talking about, it, it is very effective because of how our bodies process sugar. So I know you have some, some things here that, that, um, are useful for someone who's you know on a keto diet for whether it's weight loss or um, a medical condition so what 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 types of things do you have here for that um so we do have uh the freezer meals all of our freezer meals are low carb uh keto friendly um so they can come in and get that uh like i said all of our desserts we have a whole wall that's snack foods that are keto friendly um you have your teas lemonades waters uh, pretty much most of anything you can get here, even our shakes, because our protein powder um, is low carb, and then it's got your MCTs and it's got your branch chain amino acids and everything okay. in it. But your um, MCT oils are crucial yes. uh, for keto, and so we picked a powder that had that in it too. Uh -huh. um, it's 100% whey uh, protein, mm -hmm. um, and we picked that. And I think the MCT on that topic, I think mm -hmm. part of the, uh, the keto diet, the, the MCT oil is part of what makes the keto diet work. It kind of um, stimulates your body to burn fat for yes. fuel, right? That, that's one of the MCTs. And then we, have the, we also have the fat bombs that have your MCT oil and okay. um, all of that. So we keep that in stock. Um, I think sometimes people overthink uh, keto. Uh-huh. Um, which I guess I see it from a different perspective because with Abby, it's not a weight loss. Right. It's no. completely for health. Absolutely. So it's not that she can't have carbs uh -huh. or that she can't have gluten, even though we do like the gluten-free desserts and stuff here. Right. Um, we've just learned that limiting that. So that 30 to 50 for her, it's different for everybody. And I think that's where people make the mistake of, Oh, well, this says I can only have 15 grams of carbs. Well, just because 15 grams of carbs works for this person doesn't mean it's going to work for you. Yes. And you've kind of got to play around with it, mm -hmm. and you've got to figure out why you're using it. Are you using it for weight loss? Are you using it for health? Um, and then you've kind of just got to play around with it, and your body will let you know. Right. You know, your body will let you know if you're at that point where you have too much or you have too little. And... um especially with the keto and watching Abby and finding that 30 to 50 for her, um, you can see if you don't go, you know, if you don't get the 30 to 50, she just doesn't, her body doesn't function right. Okay. Um, she gets sluggish and, and the same if you go too much. Right. Um, right. She gets tired easy. She wants to go to bed. She gets real sluggish. So it's just really paying attention to your body and figuring right. out. Uh, instead of just following the mold and saying, oh, mm -hmm. well, this says 15 mm -hmm. carbs, so that's all I'm going to stick with. 
Because your body might metabolize something differently than somebody else's. Yeah. So I think on the, on that topic, one of the things I want to throw out there, because I'm curious, I'm, I'm going to assume you've come across this idea, maybe read a ton about it or, or not, but uh, with cancer treatment. You know, I've, I've read situations where the keto diet can be very effective because um, for some reason it seems as though sugar or carbohydrates right. feed cancer. Um, and I've read situations where uh, people had inoperable tumors and they were able to stop the growth of those tumors and continue to live by not consuming carbohydrates or sugar. Um, have you done any reading on that? I or, have. Yeah. And actually there's a book over here, uh, right over there. It's called the Keto Bible. Uh -huh. And I keep it here in the shop. Um, it like literally goes through case studies, uh, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. um, and it gives you like real life case studies and what they found and what they've determined. It's actually a book that Abby's doctor gave to me Okay. Uh, when we started looking at her, but it has everything from diabetes to Crohn's to mm -hmm. cancer to, I mean, just yeah. about any disease you can think of. And mm -hmm. um, you can look it up in there and I keep it here. So if some of my customers want to read over it uh -huh. and want to research, um, they can, um, but I have, I've researched a lot of, um, into the keto diet with cancer and also getting your body to alkaline, because uh, if your body's too acidic, uh, that's also a breeding environment for cancer. Right. So, um, I've looked a lot into that, but I think that that's, like I said, something that you hear keto and you think, oh, you know, not a good diet. Don't stay away from that. No carbs. And that's not, there are so many conditions that keto can be amazing for. Yes. Um, and you just kind of have to find it just because it works for one person doesn't mean it's going to work for somebody right. else. Right. Um, it's not a cure all or a fix all. Right. But right. if you can do it right and do, do it not based off of the model, but yeah. by paying attention to your body. Yeah. Um, then I think it could be very effective. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, two of the big pushes right now, the, the keto is very popular and then going plant-based is very popular. Um, but the thing that they all agree on is the processed grains, processed sugars and all that are bad for us. Right. And I think that, you know, keto used, used properly when typically you're going to get a lot of plant-based food with that, but you're just watching your, your carbohydrate intake. And it, it seems like, um, that, that is, that has become a known. I think if you're paying attention to, um, you know, modern health and wellness recommendations is that got to really get off of the whole sugar processed grains, processed carbs. Right. And, uh, because they, they, they promote all things, um, basically all your metabolic conditions and, uh, are, are worsened by, by that by that state. So the keto can be, can definitely be effective for that. Um, so let's talk about, um, you know, this, this whole thing we're going through with coronavirus and the pandemic. Um, there's been obviously a lot of media attention to people who are immunocompromised. Um, and you have obviously your daughter who's immunocompromised, but you have also chosen to stay open and continue yes. to operate your business, continue to um, have contact with the public. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, I think that, um, that's something that a lot of people 
don't understand because they would immediately think that you should close, close. down your business and go and stay in your house and, and not get out. Um, so, so I'm, I'm curious, you know, your thoughts on that and, and, uh, just you're living both sides of it. So I'd, I'd like to hear your thoughts on it. Um, and I'm not going to lie. It was a hard decision. Um, me and I'm remarried now. Um, and me and my new husband, we talked in depth about it because he works at St. Cobain. He's a lead first shift supervisor. And, you know, one of the things that was brought up was, do you want me to go quarantine like at a, my aunt and uncle have a travel trailer. And he was like, do you want me to quarantine in a travel trailer away from y'all um, as long as I'm working? Um, is that something you would want me to do? Or we even thought about sending Abby to live with one of the grandparents through this. Uh, but there again, I'm the only one who knows all the ins and outs. I'm the only one who, you know, knows all the signs and can pinpoint and has gone through everything with her. So if something was off, they might not catch it, you know, as readily as I would. Um, so we kind of sat and talked about it for a while and Yes, it's scary, and yes, the thought of her getting it is real, uh, because if she gets it, it's like her doctor said, it will be detrimental. Uh -huh. um, but at the same time, this is something we've dealt with all of Abby's life. Right. Um, if she catches the flu, it can be detrimental. We've been in the ICU because of the flu. Um, we actually were in the ICU, and she was unresponsive on us right before Christmas. Um, for over 36 hours. So, and that was from a UTI. Um, we didn't know when she was going to wake up, what she, you know, what was going on, anything like that. So for us, we had to look at it as a perspective of, um, one, with all the medical bills and anything, we needed to stay open. Yeah. And my husband needed to continue going to work uh, mm -hmm. because we had to have the income coming in. Yeah. Um, two, this is something we deal with on a daily basis. And if we're going to shut down for this, you know, we're going to have to shut down when flu season comes around and um, everything else, because any of those can end up being in the hospital and could cost us her life. Uh -huh. uh, but I decided a long time ago um, with her doctors uh, talking to me um, that and we had to decide when we decided that she was going to start showing goats uh, because she was coming into contact with a lot of new stuff and she was sick uh, that first year she showed goats. The first uh -huh. year she went to school, um, you know, we were in and out of the hospital all the time because she's being introduced to so many new things. Uh, but like I said, we made that choice that we can keep her in a bubble and we can uh, not allow her to go to um outside things and go to school and especially during flu season mm -hmm. you know not um allow people to come over to the house or different things or we can let her live yeah. um, and it is scary but at the same time if i keep her locked away and something happens to her and she never got to live her life what's that going to be like right um whereas if i lose her and she's got to live just the amount of people she touches by living her life is um, amazing in itself. I think she's touched more people in her short life than 
I probably had my whole life. Right. And right. so, like I said, we just made that decision that we're going to allow her to keep living. And I'm probably one of the opposites in it in the fact that we've also allowed her to go to her grandparents while I do work because they're the ones that keep um, the kids normally. Um, and we asked them the same question. Do you want us keeping the kids away from you during this time? Uh-huh. Or do you want to continue keeping them when we go to work? Uh, because my 21-year-old, or she'll be 21 in May, she's back in from college, so she could have kept them. Uh, even though she's doing online classes and stuff, we could have made it work. But they kind of had the same answer. And it was, you know, we've lived our life. We've done this. We yeah. We want to be around the grandkids. We don't want you keeping them from us but and then on the same token have if we keep abby away from them and something happens to abby you know they they were deprived of however many months this goes on yeah getting to see her Uh um and that's just not something i'm willing to take away from them but just because just because you're in this i don't think if you use common sense and if you do stuff, do I wear a mask when I go out? Yes. I wear a mask to the grocery store. I not only do it because I know if you have symptoms, you can give it to somebody. But if you don't have symptoms and you have it, you can. Right. So I wear one not only to pr- try and protect me and to protect Abby, but also to protect other people in case I had it and didn't know it. Uh, just because I think that that is... Um, like a selfless act, you know, you're protecting them. Um, gloves are great as long as you use them right. I mean, if you take a credit card payment, throw your glove away. Don't yeah. go touch somebody's food after. Um, you can keep wipes in the car. Hand sanitizer is great, but there's an issue with that too. If uh, if hand sanitizer is your only uh, go to and you're not washing your hands instead of using the hand sanitizer uh-huh. because I've seen so many people lately that there's a sink right there you can wash your hands with soap and water but they're picking up the hand sanitizer and using it okay. you're going to kill any good bacteria there is uh-huh. and then what's going to happen in several months when you know all of this is gone and we've killed all the bacteria off uh-huh. the good bacteria Right. and I mean that's something that we learned when Abby was little um, was we can't, we had to allow her to have access to some of the good bacteria too. Because mm-hmm. if you continually kill off all the bacteria, you're going to end up with all kinds of new right. stuff. I mean, right. that's where C. diff and some of the other stuff comes in yeah. with, with antibiotics and different things. Right, right. And so you've just got to do that balance. and. You know, yes, we are social distancing right now, and we're staying away from our neighbors, but that doesn't mean that you have to be completely confined to the point where, like, we still do bike rides around the neighborhood. We just don't, you know, you stay with your family. Um, We also do a cookie stash and dash uh, every Thursday where all the families make bags of cookies up, and we leave a basket out on our porch. And then the families are going and um, leaving cookies in the basket with a little note. Right. Um, And then Saturday night, I'm going to go egg everybody's houses. 
And we're, we're going to leave a note on the door that says your house has been egged and tell them how many eggs we've hidden in the yard. Oh, okay, okay, cool. And um, that way the neighborhood, hit, the neighborhood kids can still go hunt Easter eggs. And right. they've had the Easter bunny mm -hmm. leave them some eggs out in their yard. Yeah. Finding things, you know, to stay connected during this time, even though you can't be connected, yes. um, I think are crucial. And I do think that social distancing is good, but it's just like here at the store. I don't think you have to close down completely right. to follow those guidelines. Um, I'm one of the few probably that still lets two people in the store at a time. Right. Um, but when we can have the door open, when it's nice outside, we'll open the door. If it's not, then we have sanitizer. And I, every time somebody comes in or out, I clean the door. Yeah. And um, when I take somebody's payment, you know, I use a glove. Yeah. I throw the glove away immediately. Uh, there's things you can do to protect yourself. I wear a mask, you know, uh, wash my hands throughout the day, use whatever. But um, like I said, I don't think that just because all this is going on that you have to go to the extreme of stay away from everybody yeah and just use common sense yeah and you know i think that's very interesting because um it, it there seems to be a polarity with people that are it's it's either one extreme or the other either um I don't care, this doesn't matter, or extreme isolation. And um, I think that, you know, balance is, I mean, with all things in life, um, but, you know, balance is is really the key to get through this, you know, effectively. And, you know, I'm, I'm in the um, those group of businesses that can't be open at all. I can't, right. I, you know, I cannot be open. And, um, you know, it's it's been interesting. I mean, we've been able to, to adjust, but... Um, you know, I wish we were given the opportunity to put in some sort of a social distancing cleaning protocol and still be able to maintain some level of business. But unfortunately, we're not, you know, we're not in that. So, um, you know, I, I just I think it's very interesting, you know, with your personal situation and your store and your decision to um, stay open and, and just be safe. I, you know, i I just, I think it's great. I think it's great that you're able to do that and maintain balance and, and say, you know, we're still going to live. We're going to be careful. I mean, you have a, a very, very, uh, you know, um, intimate, close to you, you know, reason to be careful, you know, with, with your daughter. But but that at the same time, we're not going to just completely shut down and not live. And um, so anyways, I you know, I just, I think, I think your story is great in that, um, in that regard. So coming out of this, you know, as we move through it, um, one of the things I've been trying to wrap these up with is something positive. You know, I'm, I'm curious what you hope that people learn or what you're seeing, um, you know, as far as good changes, positive things that will come out of this, you know, what, what do you see as a positive, a good thing? You know, what, what are your thoughts on that? Um, some of the things that I've seen during this time that you didn't see so much is, People are spending more time with their families. Yeah. You know, people are putting down the phones and the social media, and they are spending uh, quality time uh, with their families. And so that's a positive, is that this is giving everybody 
more time with their in- immediate families. Yes. Not so much, uh, well, we're going to go do this with this. I think we've grown so busy um, just as a culture. Yes. Um, that we're not focused on our immediate family. We're too busy going here and going there and doing this and doing that. And um, we've lost sight of the fact that they matter. Yeah. Um, and then I also think that um, it's really allowed people to see how people treat other people. And so you've got people like our community going and doing the baskets and doing the cookie sash or um, shopping for their neighbors uh, because you might have an elderly neighbor that you're wanting to keep safe um, and going out and doing grocery shopping for them. Um, I know that's one of the things that played into me staying open is I've got customers who are elderly and do mm-hmm. have health conditions mm-hmm. and they don't want to go to the grocery store. Right. And by staying open, they can come get their freezer meals. They can come now get produce. They can come get other stuff. Yeah. And I've had one of mine. Uh, customers tell me the other day that she hasn't been to the grocery store in three weeks and she was like and I don't have to uh, because I'm able to find uh, the different things that I need up here and um, I hope we don't lose that coming Um, out of it yes I hope as we come out of that that we don't lose that care and compassion uh, especially for the other people around us because I think that that's been neat during this time is seeing um everybody pitch in to help somebody else out or even the groups that have been started that are um i have an abundance of this and you see people trading okay well i have this but you have that so can we trade um or um like i said taking groceries to your neighbors that you know um are elderly and just really don't need to get out in this time um, I just hope that that doesn't stop because I think that that is important. And I think that once we come out of this, it'll be so easy to get busy and to get caught back up into life mm-hmm. that we forget that that neighbor that we've been buying groceries for might still not need to get out all the time or right. um, just different things. Um, and it's, it's just been neat seeing the communities pull together in that way. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. Um, well, I, uh, I guess we need to let everybody know where they can find you um, if they want some help with, you know, what we've talked about or if they're interested. The meals, I think, are great, the pre-made meals, um, some of the supplements and the shakes you make. Where, where can people find you who don't know about you? Um, so we are on Facebook, um, and that's where we post our daily specials of the day. Uh, like I said, we have two hot meals a day, so they'll always be uh, whatever they are that day uh, will be posted. It's going to be healthy, uh, which is going G-O-I-N, and then the number two, and then be healthy. Um, and that's how we are on Facebook. Um, we are open typically Monday through Friday, 8.30 to 5.00. Uh, but right now, during everything, it's Monday through Friday, 10 to 3 um, is when we're open. Uh, we will occasionally open on Saturdays for different uh, specials and different things. Uh, again, we'll always post on Facebook uh, when those days are. Um, our phone number here at the shop is 254-434-4122, and we're located at 270 North Belknap. 
um, were right across from Castle Furniture um, in the old uh, Thompson building. Um, and if you've gone, if you get to the hospital, if you turn on the square uh, on Belknap and you get to the hospital, you've gone too far. Um, so that's where we're at right now. Yeah, and I, you know, I hadn't been here before, and I will say it was easy to find. You've got a sign hanging out front that's easy to see. So just if you're if you're coming from uh, if you're coming from let's say the uh, Bosky River Center end of Stephenville, and you make a left on Beltnap, you'll see the shop on the left. So it's easy to find. But yeah, y'all come in here. She's got lots of lots of stuff, and uh, I'm gonna have to check out some of the meals. I'll have to stop by and uh, get some of those. And um, and uh, one last note. Yeah, go something ahead. that I'm proud of. Uh, Every inspection except one, we've had a hundred on. Good. And the only reason we did not make a hundred on our on the one that we missed, it was a ninety-eight, was because uh, I hadn't renewed my. I thought that I renewed in March because that's when we open mm -hmm. uh, my license, uh -huh. and it actually renews every January, so uh -huh. it was out of date. But other than that, that was the only knock against me we made hundreds and we've had a lot of inspections yeah. because of us being a new business so yeah yeah that's something i take a kind of take pride in yeah yeah is that we we've made a hundred on everything because i've heard that that's pretty hard to do yeah yeah cool well um so somebody calling you for something uh <laughs> um well thank thank you to everybody who has listened thank you uh kelly for sitting down with me and going through this maybe maybe once we get out of this we can maybe pick a topic to discuss we might go more into the keto stuff um so i think that might be fun um but everybody come by and see her give her a call check her out on facebook and uh, i will be back with another episode for you guys here in a few days thank y'all